0: Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to END. Check it out. Oh, that's the nice voice. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Eddie and Damon of END. How you guys doing? All right. good. Yep. Excellent, excellent. And we've got a fan. Abigail, Abigail, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Awesome. So, so happy to have all of you guys here on fans with bands, uh, Eddie and Damon. I feel like I, like, I know you guys, but I don't think I've ever seen E and D until duo fest. Um, and I was just blown away by both the, um, the music, the kind of like this crazy controlled chaos of electronic sounds but then the visuals you know compounded with that it was um i don't know it was so wild to be able to just like experience it and you could have like your own like little movie soundtrack going in your head (laughs) it was like it was it was awesome it was really awesome
2: thank you oh yeah thanks man we appreciate that
0: so how did you guys get started how did end come together
3: um what was that? Uh, uh, Something at... Modern at, Lady Fitness.
2: Right, yeah, Modern Lady yep. Fitness at... um the Which Dreamland we have Theater. going
3: on right now, apparently, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You won't be able to see this on the podcast, but Abigail's uh, riding her bike while she enjoys the podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's also a band called Modern Lady Fitness. Right. Uh,
2: uh, uh, Chris Sandin uh, and his wife's band. Um So I don't know. We both sort of ended up there and we just kind of got, got started talking, you know, about what we're doing, what we're not doing. And, uh,
3: well, this is, I mean, we had been friends years before, but we just hadn't seen each other in probably like, I don't know, five, 10 years.
2: Yeah. I'd say about 10 years. Yeah. Towards the end of the elbow room.
3: Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. That was, and, uh, so yeah, we just started talking and stuff and then, uh, neither of us were doing anything musically and eddie was just like well just bring something over and so i brought over the uh, the guitar that i actually still play yeah um
2: which has a story behind it,
3: <laughs> it, <does laughs> it. all right so uh, one day a box showed up at my house um from musician's friends and it had this ugly ass uh glitter black stratocaster um, with a really bad like Marshall combo amp, and I'm like, well, if they ask for it, I'll give it back. <laughs> 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 but nobody so, ever charged me for it or anything. Really? So, yeah, you just shipped it to you. It just shipped it to me, and then I was kind of like, there were all these things that because I model my own, I not my mod everything, <laughs> but there were certain mods that I had always wanted to try. Yeah. But you don't want to mess up a good guitar, right? And
2: here's this perfectly good free one, right? That I
3: don't want, <laughs> right? Right. So I, the first thing I did was take a belt sander to it, <laughs> uh, which is actually still its existing finish. Where right. I just kind of got it, got all the glitter off.
2: I am kind of <laughs> sad that you didn't actually plug that in while you're belt sanding. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that an album. So.
3: <laughs> but uh but yeah so then one of the things I wanted to mess with was a um, a sustainer system the Fernandez sustainer system, which is if you're unfamiliar it it creates a instead of being a, a magnet that rece- turns converts into electrical pulses into sound, it does the inverse oh. where it just takes electricity and turns it into magnetic field and it's like an Ebo for all the strings
2: right oh wow as opposed to an Ebo on one string. oh
3: wow you have cool. to hold
2: in your hand now yeah, it's like yeah. built into the guitar.
3: <laughs> and then i i also put on an onboard delay and tremolo and i was i just i don't know i just kind of went to town on it and that ended up being like my favorite guitar <laughs> because awesome. it was yeah it had a pedal board on it i right. mean yeah and so i just brought it over and we just started messing it was like that's just an ambient machine like, <laughs>
2: right right <laughs> I mean, a- heck, he would he would occasionally just turn that thing on and stick it in the corner, <laughs> face in the corner, and then just start twiddling knobs. Oh, occasionally, that's
3: what I do for half our set.
2: Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> in the beginning, See, we're, we're still in the we're still in the, right. in the beginning stages of things. Right. So right, right, but wow. you know, so and at that point, I had, you know, I, I've done, I've been doing junkyard noise music for you know since the early '90s. And um, so, I mean, I kind of started building this, the beginnings of my sound lab, probably a few years before Damon and I hooked up. And, you know, and I've released some solo stuff on Bandcamp. I mean, I, I've started building the studio that we're in currently now, starting yeah. in like 2001 on the west side of Ann Arbor. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Um, I mean, it's gone through a a number of changes since then, you know, we've moved from, from, uh, Mo to hardware to focus, right hardware and so on and so forth. And obviously the computer gets replaced every 10 years or so, Yeah. but, uh, you know, so, so I'd started building, I'd built this coffin, (laughs) which we're going to go into at some point, um, of just noise toys centered around a mixing board. So that was my instrument. His instrument was that guitar through a bunch of pedals. And then we went and did our first gig in a basement Mm -hmm. and quickly realized that my coffin was evil.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that was right. (laughs) If we not
2: had Ralph with us, that that night would have
3: sucked hard. It was (laughs) six feet, six by three yeah oh, shit the six no, by three six box I'd say five made out of five rebar five. Five reinforced and concrete no. and uh, yeah. it was...
2: half inch plywood let's get realistic <laughs> oh only half only inch only half plywood. inch right so, so immediately after that gig i sawed that piece of shit in half <laughs> yeah. 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 and uh and immediately built another box for the for the mixer by itself and had three that i would just stack the the mixer in in between Uh And then it's just, honestly, we've just been on this evolution ever since. So, so
0: so the, basically the, the effects. So when I saw you guys, you had like basically these two cubes, um, which had like, looked like they had speakers as well, maybe not. Uh, and then, um, like video panels on there. Or at least white panels. That okay, so what
2: down. you saw, yeah, what you saw in front of us, yeah, those are just the lids to my to my road cases. Oh. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and we built and we built those road cases ourselves. Uh, what last summer? Yeah. Oh, those so, are awesome. Right, right. So in fact, our our um our logo is actually uh, stenciled on that in glow in a dark paint. <laughs> That's awesome. So, but yeah, yeah, it's kind
3: of like where are we going to put these big heavy lids and they're white because he's have painted
2: everything white
3: right and so it's like Let's just put them in front of us
2: <laughs> and, and they work and they're perfect because yeah. we used to
3: hang a curtain there right and yeah. now we just do that yeah we, we don't just... have to
2: bring that stupid copper rod with us anymore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah That's that kind of cool. worked out but yeah i mean so you know from having us have Me have my mixer and him going into an amp. He was, you were using your uh, rolling uh, jazz chorus 120 for the longest time. You know, we got into a few positions, a few situations where you know the house system was negligible at best, yeah. So, um, he, as often happens, he talked me into getting the Mackies because I was like, not quite convinced at first and then we did this one show where it was like oh this no okay dude we're not relying on anybody anymore we're we're gonna go buy those and uh we ended up buying the mackies and the first x-air
0: yep 18 yep. like so that's, almost those are, right off the two
3: back. mackie Thump 15 speakers powered speakers yep oh, okay cool. and, and basically you know we we come up with these kind of rules where it's like uh the evolution of everything is always headed towards as compact as possible to set up as quickly as possible and is the same everywhere we go. Right. Yeah. So what we do is we have, we, we, no, that's to cut you off, but, uh, no, we, we now have, we each have our own X air. Right. <laughs> and that each one of those goes out in stereo pairs, XLR and feed those speakers left and right. We put those. We did put them on the floor. We're not going to put them up on stands. Yeah, we're putting on stands um, now.
2: But the beautiful thing with that is, is that if we're in a really tight, small venue that doesn't have its own PA system or has one that that sucks, sucks. Yeah. We don't need to rely on that anymore. Yeah. And if we're in a space that's actually really good, they can just the house system can just piggyback off of that. Like, yeah, the what well, the first time we did that, Mikey Wu at at was uh, <laughs> doing sound for us at the old Miami, and he was like. Oh, God, I love you guys. (laughs) Seriously, that's all you need is left and right cause I'm he like, looks yeah. at
3: you know this ridiculous gear set up and he just thinks he's going to go to you know right
2: yeah we're going to totally shaft him and he's he's and not like, going to be able to do anything and now he's now he's in a position where he's like oh fuck it i can just leave and go get drink a beer i'm like yeah, yeah. dude seriously
3: like and we just get the literally level set and go Yeah, done. left right XLR yeah. pump the subs that's he's it.
2: Like, he's
0: thinking you're going to hand him this you know snake of cables and go here figure <laughs> it out right
2: right 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 or worse yet like a whole bunch of like you know, 8th inch stereo stereo <laughs> cables, you know, hey, right. can you convert this? Right, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, did you get this adapter? Oh, I left this one at home, do you have
0: this one too? Oh, oh my
3: god, <laughs> yeah.
2: every sound man we've talked to complains about that guy. Oh yeah, because as soon as they
3: <laughs> see the links that we've gone to, they're like, oh, I'm going to complain to you about everybody. <laughs>
2: right.
0: <laughs> right. That's awesome. Oh. Uh, so, so uh, you know, you've got like 30 releases um, out on Bandcamp, and is so has it been this constant evolution where you're like i mean you started off as you mentioned you know guitar the rolling, and you've evolved over the course of time has that does each show then represent that progression cuz i yeah um, i was kind of wondering like when you're not just the technology that you're using but the uh, i guess the inspiration for the the music that you're making does it, has that evolved over time is it based off of Um, do you feel like it's it's changing as you go um do you feel like the technology is pushing any of that um the different textures sound textures you're playing with or is it more we're consistent with what we've been doing but now we're using technology and and that's crafting some ideas for us
3: i I don't think anything's consistent i mean we literally don't even discuss what we're going to play five
2: minutes before we hit stage we 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 might like Hey, I have, I have this one quick idea, but I'm not going to tell you the whole thing. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> or he'll be like, you know, oh, I've got the sample that I wanted to use at the beginning. So I want you to just wait 15 seconds before you start playing. Wow. Oh, wow. And so, we, yeah. like, that's the most planning we've ever done.
2: Right.
0: So then each performance is kind of unique, well, is, well, unique but improvisational, right? You're, you're completely, kind of completely. off of completely. each other, oh,
3: including wow. the video,
2: including the video.
3: Really? Yeah, that's on shuffle. Oh, really? So you have no idea. It's It's a so it plays a first. Well, so now just just because we love to fuck with people, (laughs) there's a video that is semi synced to the intro, right? So, like, yeah, we didn't have this when you saw us. This is brand new, but because I'm just that guy, I I did an intro that was totally synced to the video. So it comes up and says E. you know when it says eddie and damon and like the logo kind of forms itself in the middle circle and then fades out just to mess with people because that's synced yeah but everything after that point is a shuffle so there's just a full a a playlist with like 94 uh 20 to 70 second clips yeah um that are on shuffle
2: right awesome and and you know we (laughs) and that's it that kind of brings me to a point so the one consistency has been our intro outro Mm
1: -hmm.
2: i mean the intro is always pretty much the same i might switch it up a little bit here and there but the outros that's where i have the fun so (laughs) you know let's talk about our interpretive dance performance of planet of the apes you know
3: it's just some random bullshit random bullshit
2: you know so um you That's know. crazy. So our our long our our our, our dark ambient cover of t- t- tiptoe through the tulips.
3: <laughs> and the and the crazy thing is, like, and I actually, it's been a while since I saw a good video of us that was longer than like three minutes or something like that. Right. We got that video from uh, when we played down in Columbus, and I watched it, and I'm like, oh my god, the music does sync up with the vi-. like, because after it, we get accused every-
2: of that all the time.
3: That's what I, so I was going to ask
0: you, um, actually, that was one of the questions is like, you know, how do you, but how do you craft the music to go with the, the visuals? But you're clearly not.
2: Well, but <laughs> here's the thing. Here's, here's the other thing though, because like myself, I have the thingamagoop. This was built by Bleep Labs. <laughs> well, that's, that's actually its name. Uh, this was built by Bleep Labs in Texas. Um, they started making them in the early aughts. And it has a light sensor in the front that that kind of helps uh, craft what the synth is doing. Uh. So a lot of times, I mean, if you see me take that little take my little friend and put him up and, and and wave him at the crowd and stuff, I'm not waving him at the crowd, I'm waving him at the projector.
3: Oh. And yeah, the projector is playing the instrument.
2: Exactly. What?
0: <laughs> oh my god, now my mind is blown. So what is that that wand thing that you had?
2: No, 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 no. You're thinking of my drumsticks. Yeah. The the that's glowy drumsticks?
3: Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um it's a little green and black box. Yeah, wow. if, if it it looks like a pedal pretty much. Okay.
2: With with a smiley face and, and and eyes on it and it's got the big <laughs> reticular across the top that's got the light on the end. It's green. Oh. So awesome. Yeah, do a do a Google search for thingamagoop. you'll find it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: But the light is bent out, and it goes into a light resistor, and then that works on uh, a pulse, and that's how you play it normally. But most people don't have a projector on them that's throwing random light patterns at them. Yeah, so right. when he holds it up to the projector, especially if it's a nice start, black and white, black white, yep. which you'll notice he tends to do. I mean, it's actually difficult to even see what's being projected on us. Period.
2: Right, yeah. and that, and it's it's sometimes it's like it's a matter of like. I me looking to the right and and catching something that's white behind us that says, Oh, I'm in a black and white situation. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. But oh, you know, and I've I've created some videos. See, that's the thing, is we're starting to get into the into the realm of like creating our own videos, our own 30, 30 to 60 second videos yeah. that go in there. And we've done some of that. And I've tried and I've tried to play with black and white with that a lot. So cool. Just to kind awesome. of give a little bit more of it. So if yeah. you see our faces on our on ourselves, that's us. I did that myself. <laughs> so,
0: so um, you know, back to the, the videos. Like, and you had you mentioned, I don't know how many seventy some different uh, random it 94. clips. Ninety four. Yeah, Ninety four. Um, woo, uh, What's the source for those? Do you just steal you just them? Found and thought, yeah, oh, this looks it, cool, it, and boom.
2: It depends, because like you know, like I like I just said, you know we started out just stealing stuff because it was, it was easier. And there's certain ones that we've stolen that are just like, Oh no, this can't go. We, we, we kind of, we kind of comb through and see what can we get rid of. But, but
3: none of them are, (laughs) you say we steal them. I mean, so, so I would, I went. we decided, so originally we had a movie. Right. That we had a friend make of just weird shit and that got boring because it was like we did like it was the same three shows with with that that. or whatever and it was the same thing and then we looked into like oh well can we have the music actually create the visual and that was not very feasible yeah or more work than i cared to put in right um and and so i was just like well i'm just going to start i'm going to just go grab some weird stuff on youtube and i'll mess with it so a lot of it is like there's a clip in there i think it's my favorite one it was an hour and a half um, projection uh, old 60s like acid gel in oh, yeah. the drumhead thing right it was like an hour and a half long I sped it up <laughs> it's a minute and 30 seconds and it just <laughs> looks like amoebas fighting like <laughs> it's just
0: <laughs> I, I yeah, remember that visual because I thought that was really cool and especially when you to <laughs> intersperse it with the black and white kind of you know um, you know the checkered patterns that kind of like oscillate through there and say, mm-hmm.
3: yeah lots of optical illusion types op and, yeah. and illusion yeah. stuff but then like there's kind of this this ongoing for every time we're goofy we're also intellectual i think is is, is... yeah so <laughs> uh, i have a, a very good friend who's a, a hypnotist uh professional really? hypnotist and i i discussed a lot of this stuff with him and, and i did a lot of research on my own it was kind of like well you know how can one induce a trance state like what are ways that this can happen and what can we do musically or during our performance to kind of elevate this portion of the content and so uh basically what it boils down to is kind of everything we've been talking about from a from a viewer perspective is that the mind is a pattern finding machine yeah and when you throw visual and audio randomness and bullshit at it. It starts to find patterns in those things, but it also is on overdrive and it just zones you out. You just feel stoned because your mind is, is, you know, a hundred percent CPU, you okay. know? And, uh, and so it ends up creating that kind of overwhelming trance state or, or some kind of euphoria for different, different people react differently to it, you know, but definitely like,
2: overwhelmingly it feels like we get more comments that are like how did you sync the music to the to the movie <laughs> and and it's like oh no that's not us your brain did that your yep. brain
0: that's so wild because I I swear I mean I felt it like like I like I was saying earlier when I was watching you guys it was like I suddenly felt like this movie was going on and that I was project like not projecting it but I was experiencing it like all these different <laughs> kind of Emotions were kind of running through me, and I was thinking of like the music in terms of like, oh, I feel like this is you know a star exploding, or you know the gargantua is just eating this person, or what you know something in that music was making me think of these different images, but they weren't necessarily the images you were you were showing.
3: But it was, I don't know, it was wild. It was wild. Yeah that's that's the that's intended really, result like absolutely. The, the, the irony of most of this is that while we're on stage we actually don't have any oh. idea what's going on musically or visually <laughs> we the projector is just a shining light in our eyes we can't yeah. see the crowd we can't see the visuals unless we like look at our bodies which you're really right. not doing and know? we
2: really only check in with each other like what like every like maybe Five to ten minutes. Or so. Yeah, look at I each mean, other. and then sometimes we'll we'll make one of us will make the other one laugh, and then we're both <laughs> laughing on stage, and people are like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh man, that is such a trope. That was wild. Yeah, uh, but that's um. I mean, it's lots of you know drone sense and and uh, rhythmic drums and you know very just common trance elements that compound into this kind of experience and it's different every time. We've had sets that are really dark and aggressive. Right. Like we played down in Toledo and that was just uh, that set was just evil. Wow.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was And that yeah. was a weird night too. Yeah. yeah. Do you a think that the
0: night? the either the venue, the the crowd, that energy has any input into that?
3: It, I, I, I mean, believe I, fully that it's a shared experience. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah because i definitely like uh i will definitely let go in my performance and really like yeah i mean th- you know people talk about like when they're playing sports they get in the zone and they're just yeah. watching themselves do a thing or whatever and like for me like when i can get into that state where i'm i'm really not i don't feel like i'm the person doing the thing right like almost like an observer if i can step behind that and just listen and and really get in that that zone and that feeling that that's when the best stuff happens right absolutely absolutely.
2: yeah that is totally where where it's at like you don't even know you're doing it anymore and suddenly you like kind of look down and i'm like oh i'm I'm touching that oh i'm (laughs) making that happen you know And, and then you know and and the other thing too is you know occasionally we just let it play itself Yep. we've literally stepped out into the crowd and like, kind of like looked at people like, Hey, how you doing? You know, like, <laughs> what's going on, man? You know, like check that out. Like, look, yeah. look, at, look at that. Look at, look at what's happening right now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, and people are like, what are you doing? What's happening right now? Why are you here? Yeah. Yeah. You guys so, you
0: brought an AI in here, damn it. <laughs>
1: right, right, right.
3: Kind of right.
2: Well, I mean, that's, you know, I always start out with, you know, with a, you know, a computer generated intro and outro specifically to kind of give that, that bit of illusion. You mm-hmm. know, I yeah, always okay. let my sound lab, you know, do the intro and outro. Yeah. So,
3: but really, that's just we don't want to talk.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. There's that too. <laughs> you know, we have microphones. I mean, we have, yeah. we each have like wire, like Bluetooth or wireless, you know, RF mics yeah. that, you know, I've, I've gone out in the crowd and, and screamed at people and had it come through the other end. You know, I've got some Bluetooth devices where I could control my iPads um, when they work right. You yeah. know, <laughs> that's, you know, that, 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 that can, that can happen. So it uh, works better in the basement than it does in the, in out on, out on the, uh, out on the stage. Boy, yeah. For some
3: reason. But yeah, what I was, what I was getting at is uh, when we, so we record everything as well live,
2: right? Because yeah. the Xfairs give us the ability; they're essentially DAWs. They're right. not just a mixer; they're a DAW.
3: And the laptop that, that Eddie has on stage is not actually producing sound; it's only capturing sound.
2: Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. People seem to think that the laptop's an instrument. <laughs> oh no, guys! Not even a little bit, man. That's literally just there capturing the experience.
3: Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And that's so, awesome. like you know, later that week, uh, Eddie will mix it down, and then when i hear it i it's never anything like i remembered no oh, wow. wow. i mean and i'm just always like it's it's so strange it's a strange experience because it's like we did that right it's <laughs> that's like, wild, that so and, wild. It literally yeah i feel completely removed from it, it it's 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 so uh like everything about this is just odd
0: that's awesome right? man that it's so <laughs> awesome uh uh, so fans of bands, isn't just me asking you guys questions. Uh, Abigail, did you have any questions for Eddie or, or, and or Damon?
1: Um, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of like, I don't know. I just like to listen, especially about electronic music, because I don't plug my stuff in. I don't know how, to, you know, yeah. I'm not... <laughs> I just think about it you know so like i think if i was like oh what made you get into like you know
0: yeah
1: i want to think of a more interesting question i guess but...
3: <laughs> <laughs> well i'm
0: gonna ask that one because be i am interested how, how you guys got into uh, electronic well so damon you obviously play guitar as well eddie do you play yep. anything bass I mean, I guess, guitar yes.
2: drums melodica harmonica theremin awesome. so i've been primarily a bass player Um, I was in Philo Beto, um, I were
3: both bass players.
2: Yeah. Yeah, really pretty much. So, um, you know, I kind of got started very early on with, um, with the electronic music in when I was working with William in interface seven, um, back in the early nineties. And I mean, it was frustrating because he was programming everything via MIDI and Uh wasn't explaining anything. So, you know, for the longest time, you know, and eventually he got a MIDI guitar, and I was able to actually start like you know recording yeah. those notes and trying to figure that out and playing the the sequential circuits uh six track you know f- from my guitar, going, "Whoa, that's crazy, yeah, you know, um, but you know, I mean, I guess my my first introduction to anything like that was probably throbbing gristle back in say eighty nine you know. Yeah, I was uh, kind
0: of curious, like, what was the, you know, what kind of music inspired you early on to want to get into electronic music? And so driving Gristle.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was probably the start. But I mean, you know, I, I've, you know, I got through through working in, in Interface 7 and working with with uh, William, you know, I started listening to all sorts of stuff, you know, 808 State, um, My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult, um, you know, uh I, I mean, of course, I discovered ministry outside of that and like a lot of the wax track stuff. Yeah, you know, early on. But, you know, I was also very much a guitar player and a bass player and a and a drummer. So, you know, I that was kind of like I wanted to to do that. Um, and then I was doing mostly um, you know, I was working with um with with Steve Goosen and Fathead and those guys. In a, in a band called um Ensemble, where I was like beating on a bass with like a mallet and, you know, <laughs> there's, a you know, Fathead's playing his didgeridoos and Steve's got like this five octave like um, uh, Rhodes keyboard, like just bashing on it. You know, yeah. um, so, you know, so, so that's kind of where I started with the experimental stuff was, was, was with that. And I kind of just gravitated towards that and and started getting away from actually writing songs and bands. I found that lacking, yeah. you know, and yeah. this, like, honestly, like this between the two of us has probably been like the most rewarding thing I've, I've, I've been in, in, in all of that. And, awesome. you know, and I've done a lot of stuff on my own, but never like live, yeah. you know? so
3: i came here. at this from uh totally from a shoegaze background right. like i i started doing some kind of ambient shoegaze things and we like we said when i started off i had all these pedals uh-huh. i hadn't made anything myself yet and um and you were doing the jealous type yep yeah i yep. did that for a while which was more like a rock shoegaze kind, kind of bland. Thing. Yep. and i started on my own doing some weird ambient stuff and um but that was all from the perspective of of guitar. Right, right. You know, and and mostly just how many delays can I have? You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, well, then and so what happened with the um, with the evolution of that is I took that that Frankenstein guitar I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And I, I didn't I, I wanted to play bass, but I didn't like the way playing bass sounded through, you know, guitar pedals and all that stuff. So I'm like, well, I'm going to I'm going to get a baritone neck and I'm going to throw that baritone neck on here. And so I did that and which at that point, then the only remaining piece of the original guitar that was left <laughs> yeah. was the actual wood of the body. Right, <laughs> That's it. I had literally totally uh, replaced, you know, I forget what the, yeah, thing. not even,
2: not even, not even the screws for the tremolo. Nothing none of that. totally All tremolo, on.
3: everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. I had totally just, for flip that thing over Frankenstein uh, that thing. Into, what is it? The, the ship of Theseus?
2: Yeah, yeah <laughs> yes, <laughs> right, right.
3: You know, um, but so so anyway, what, what started happening then was I'm tuning down to uh, G and I tune to an open chord because with the sustainer and my propensity to just like sit it on a stand oh. and let it play itself. Yeah. If it's not tuned to a chord, it's not making music, right? Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. making, yeah, it's not going to be good. So yeah. uh the challenge of playing to an open G minor was, yeah. was one thing I had to learn from that, but also uh my pedals didn't work anymore.
2: Well, in the amp too, because that yeah. was really where the, where the, the jazz chorus was just like, Oh, I got to get rid of this thing.
3: Yeah. Because it's well, cut off
2: half your sound.
3: It took me a while to kind of break it down and figure it out. But you know, there were all these pieces in the way that when i switched to a lower register they were rolling off the sounds i was playing
2: oh okay yeah 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 it wasn't doing full range
0: right
3: right right and bass pedals suck <laughs> um so i was like well i either have to go back to the old neck and just abandon this yeah which i'm not very good at giving up on things right
0: <laughs> um, He's not He's <laughs> A or way. I can. There's a way, damn it.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. So I learned to start making my own pedals, and then modifying them to make them full range. Oh wow! And so then over the next probably two years, mm-hmm. I cycled out every single pedal mm-hmm. with one that I had made, um, except the tuner.
2: That's the only. It, thing yeah, that I'm was not making. Left
3: yeah, I'm, right. not, I'm not doing why, it. Yeah, why? yeah, that's not that's no's no value. this is
2: perfectly yeah. good. There's no value to making
3: this.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. It's not kicking in any sounds. It's good. Right. <laughs> right, right.
3: Uh and and so yeah, and you know, I mean, you you know, you kind of go and I learned I mean, I had some familiarity with electronics before that, but not near that level. Wow. Um and I I started off doing breadboard stuff and and doing stripboard and then I was Kids. like
2: you did a couple of kits.
3: Yeah. I'm, and then when I started doing the, the kits and then changing the values and I'm like, you know what?
2: <laughs> he started improving upon other people's stuff and then realizing why yeah. I can do this better than they can.
3: So yeah. I, I realized that I could just have my own circuit boards made. Yeah. So I started. Yeah, yeah. I started designing myself and, um, and the wild, rest is a uh, giant money pit. I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then I switched over to the mod over over COVID. We we had a dramatic rebuild. Um, <laughs>
2: dramatic
0: rebuild. <laughs> I basically yeah, you got time.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I switched over to the modular synth format um from the pedals because it's just easier to design circuits like that. You have, you know, instead of just having nine volts and ground to work with, you then have positive twelve, negative twelve. A positive five ground, you know, it, it becomes a, lo- a lot more versatile as far as what you're able to do. You can make more full-range circuits.
2: And it fits in a tighter space.
3: Yep. And so then we we designed the the racks that I have, which are just they 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 hinge lids open up and lock, and then it just fits under a keyboard stand. Um but in that process, I started building more and more drone scents. Right. Um, and just kind of went down that rabbit hole at the same time that I was making rendering
2: rendering my own uh, my own Eurorack setup completely <laughs> useless in, <laughs> in the process. Well, because he's coming up with these drone sense that are just like I not only do can I not compete with that. But I don't want to. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I mean, he's taking. He, well, I mean, let's talk about the Glockdiv for a second. Oh, my God. And how, oh, my God. The Glockdiv was. What <laughs> is this? Is this? It, it started out as this pedal that he created. He's like, dude, this is the gnarliest thing ever. I love this thing. And I'm just like, I hate that thing. I hate it. I hate it. So it's, it. it's literally is like on all the time.
3: It's a glitchy octave pedal. <laughs> right. Right. So I had the sub and up pedal, which was perfect tracking.
2: Right perfect track and
3: i'm like but i don't want that i want i want shitty yes, tracking,
2: right like fuck you tech 21 yeah with your, so with your with your your so perfect stuff your
3: fancy programming fancy shit, skills yeah. and, and your, all your all i want your, it i want it your dirty and nasty money. damn it that's right and so <laughs> it was it was it was beautiful he hated it but it would just it goes for a walk, you know. It, it right. kind of it took over. It was completely uncontrollable. It did
2: what it wanted to do, not what we wanted it to
3: do. Most but of my awesome. pedals have that mode, by the way. Right.
2: Yes. <laughs> they, they do
0: do they what do you want. Do. Just go for go for it, pedal. Do what you want. Right. right.
3: <laughs> Most no. people try to remove the self-oscillating features of distortion pedals and stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> and I encourage that behavior. No. I absolutely <laughs> encourage. And that then behavior. it
2: becomes. And then it becomes at the end of the set. Are you gonna fucking stop?
3: Oh,
2: oh, 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 all right, fine. Yeah, and then I put in battery drains
3: and all kinds of other things to make things work wrong, and that's that's definitely fun. But uh,
2: but the glottive, like just the evolution (laughs) of the glottive, though, has gotten to a point now where not only does it it it's far more musical now in its current state.
3: So I switched from the octave because it's two octaves down and one octave up. Okay. Um, and I always turn off the bass frequency, right? Like the baseline frequency that you know the through. Yeah. Um, but I went from using a transistor-based uh octave up, which is like you know your orange squeezer type, like like your old kind of traditional
2: right
0: octave to
3: uh to a, a CMOS-based one that sounds a little more thereminy. Oh, cool! And um, and then I I I. Put a little pot in there so I could. You're supposed to be able to tune it in mm-hmm.
2: to be closer to the note, mm-hmm. so
3: the tracking works better. But instead, I I didn't do that. No, <laughs> not at all. Kind of went the other way with it. Yeah, and that's, that's and that's a good and that's a good thing, kids. <laughs> and so it's got like this two octave. It was like one to two octaves up that just kind of goes to town. I mean, and it's it's. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a not always effect, but no. it has its times where it's just, right. it's just fun. But so like, that, so,
0: like, do you just kick it? Like, so do you just think? I'm trying to think of it, like what your process would. I mean, because you're, um, you know, improvising as you go. Do you just like
2: building you know, layers?
0: Glottive now, boom.
1: And
3: so of that was so another beauty of going to an, a modular synth model. Is I used to have to be linear in my thought process, right? So uh, you know, here's where I plug my guitar in and yep. here's where it comes out the other side. Yep, down the chain. Well, with the modular model, especially my modular model, right. there's, you know, most pedals have one in and two outs, and it's not stereo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just for for patching purposes. So I can yep. route things wherever I want. And I have a bunch of submixers in there that I've built. Right. Um and so the Glock takes the original guitar signal after the first delay. Right. And um, and that first delay is a, uh, a full seven-second delay. Um, and it takes that signal onto itself, and it goes out to its own channel. Yep.
2: yep. Oh, okay. On Yeah, straight to the Behringer.
3: Right. Okay. So
0: then and you so, can then get some other... You can, you can let it run and do, it, it's, do its thing,
3: and you can get another channel going. Right, because everything's being submixed in the Behringer. So we're literally using... Um, The
2: Behringer's are not just there as a way to get the sound out to the audience or onto my laptop. They're instruments.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm routing stuff. I'm using the buses. Yeah. So I'm not using them as much as I used to, because I used to have a loop station and all these other things that I just segged out of. Um, but, uh, But yeah, I use the buses. I bring things back and forth between the mixer. I submix in there. There's some onboard effects that we use in there. Um, yeah,
2: a little bit here and there. Sometimes just for a little bit of extra added delay, or just you know, just a little bit of like reverb, just to just to have on something that's that's typically just dry. Um, per, particularly like myself, um, my I remember I told you we both have microphones. We could talk to the crowd. Yeah. Um, but I take that mic and I actually run that through a bit of a bit of delay. So sometimes I'll just start screaming into that. I will actually, I will scream against his drones, (laughs) seriously, and, and, and have that and have that build in and harmonize with them, you know? So I, so I threw like this whack ass, like delay reverb thing going on in that for that. So, (laughs) you know, or even like I have one iPad that's almost clean, um, that, uh, that has just a little bit of reverb on it just to give it a little bit of room, you know? And that's the one that I run the um the intro outros off of. mm-hmm. so it just gives it just a just a little bit of snapback so even if we're in a small room it still feels like you know you're kind of big
3: yeah wow yeah and then i i also have uh in addition to the so like my my upper tier is kind of all drone sense there's 12 of them yep um and they're all they're all completely they're
2: different. All different every single one of them is different
3: it was kind of like how else can i make a drone sense oh <laughs> and then like they're all very different
2: well right when he was doing pedals i mean how you got up to four and the tiny theremin that was about where you were at at that point and you were like i think it was at that point where he was like you know what i really need to start looking into making this more modular because this is taking up way too much space
3: yeah yeah because yeah yeah, i was building boxes everything and also i was really sick of drilling aluminum enclosures let me tell you that
2: (laughs) screw that <laughs> I was
3: really really sick of that um which is yeah that's just not that's not a good time uh so but so that, anyways, so the top so, part is all yeah so, that's all drone yep. sense and then on the wings of that i have two chaos pads one feeding into the other one so those each have the one has two samplers on it the other one has four samplers they both have i don't know if you build. able to, chaos pad but it's a it's oh. a it's a multi-effects unit yeah. that has an xy sensor pad that you can run your finger on to control
2: it's a net yeah yep yeah. xy
3: and then um you can and there's you... a
2: various amount of uh, built-in effects into the into the chaos pad that you can apply right you know singly across that and then you know you can add how, however much of that you want or as little mm-hmm. as of that as you want and you can feed whatever you want into it it's got an in and out
3: wow yeah so then i run my headset mic into the one and then i play harmonica um i have an aztec death whistle (laughs) yes (laughs) it's good time (laughs) um uh, (laughs) it's 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 this little whistle i i found it's a it's obviously not an original
2: (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) because that would be made from what the throat of uh is it like the collarbone or something? I don't remember. It's like hand. I, I don't, I
3: don't, I don't. Anyway, somebody was making replicas of them, and uh, it, it's this weird like tritone whistle that literally sounds like a person screaming. Yes, and I guess the Aztecs, and not a Wilhelm scream, no. but a real scream. Um, and the Aztecs would blow into these as they rode into battle. So a thousand Aztecs are running. I don't know what which they did, but yeah, they probably ended up with horses for sure, but they weren't theirs. Right. But, uh, but anyway, they, they just like these whole, these like huge hill full of insane people that are all painted up and these screaming whistles that just sound like it, it's insane, but, uh, awesome. Anyway. Good.
2: So <laughs> we were talking about the chaos pads and how we, oh, yeah. and, and, and the things that we put, you know, the things we torture them with. Yeah. Um, so I see he has a KP three that he runs as like the end of that. I have a KP three that I have an iPad that runs that runs into that's got like various uh, noise synths and so on and so forth. So um, and then the other chaos pad that you have going into the chaos pad is an earlier version of mm-hmm. that. Right. It's the K. Is it that the, it's the KP two KP two. Yeah. Yep.
0: So now what do you do when you're 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 in a show and because there's a lot of gear here, right? And, mm-hmm. and something such go south um either failing yeah so
2: you just ignore it you're it like you're bad you're gonna be punished later <laughs> like we we will deal with you no at some you. point i'm gonna go over here and touch this now and you won't be touched tonight so
3: <laughs> oh, yes. he, he has that benefit um uh, i yeah. i do not uh it depends on the severity of the going south right um I didn't tell you this, mm. but uh, you have a little show, bit
2: more. Oh, you have a little bit more control over that now than you did previously.
3: It's different. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I have control. It's at not all.
2: as linear. Well, right. control, yeah. control is a relative. <laughs> is
3: a relative <laughs>
2: term in our in our situation. Yeah, in the so world right of chaos. Now, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right.
3: In our last show, my power supply was glitching on me uh. in the top box, so I had to play part of the set with my hand inside the box. Oh.
2: <laughs> This is the first time hearing it. You know. That's awesome.
0: Just holding
3: the, it together. Just yeah, holding the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the connection in place. And then finally I like just like leaned into it and jammed it in there real real bad. I would <laughs> I would usually say good, but it was bad. Um and uh and it seemed to, to resolve itself. So oh, that's um
2: that's a thing you'll have to look at later.
3: <laughs> I, I mean typically like I kind of have and I've got to break this or, or something, but <laughs> typically I start off on guitar and I'll build up because the guitar ends up being a drone instrument. Yep. Um, but I have to build it to that. Yes. Yeah. So I have to play guitar for a while to get guitar sounds trapped in the guitar part.
0: Yeah. That's right. I remember when I saw you guys, you know, cause you were playing the guitar and then all of a sudden the guitar kind of faded away, but it was there, you know, there were sounds.
3: coming out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So that's a combination of, Getting Because like I said, I have a, uh, a seven second delay and that's on seven seconds with full feedback. So I'll play a series of notes and then they kind of report over the next series of notes over the next series of notes over the next series of notes. And that just gets a a, a thing going. Right. And then I start to fuck with that. But I have to build that up. I can't just start cold from that. Yeah. So that I just get that out of the way. And then typically I throw the guitar in Slayer mode, and which is <laughs> <laughs> so, so the sustaining act has the benefit of it, it it will do uh there's two modes, one where it vibrates the string at a normal pitch, and another one where it vibrates at a harmonic seventh.
2: Yeah, I think so. I don't know, a
3: harmonic plus pick any Something. number. Yeah, yeah, pick a number, but it ends up being slayer tone. So um <laughs> So I usually do that and I'll just set it down and maybe hit it every once in a while or, or you know, and I have a slide. Sometimes I play slide with it, yeah. but yeah. I do that while it's I don't need to hold it at that point. Right. I you can just literally go over, touch it, hit a chord, hit a exactly. string, boom, do tap something.
2: on its back, whatever. Yeah. 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 Let and, it know. It's still loved. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't worry, little buddy. Don't worry. You're still here. <laughs> but,
3: but yeah, I started with that. And then I usually go to. The harmonica stuff after that and then i end up in drone land and mostly i do it in that order because when i get into drone land i get stuck and i just <laughs> forget to do anything else
2: yeah <laughs> that's oh, but but that's by that point you're in that trance like state
0: yeah you yeah. know yeah so, so and now then... you, you've you've got a certain amount of time during a set so um how do you get to, you know so you're you're creating this 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 soundscape um, as you go and then you know you get like it, or do you start thinking is time starting to get into the, I mean you could
2: well uh, go crazy and go. <laughs> but do you, I like, have just, this I have this timer or... that I have set that's that that it's from like some, a kid's it's like a kids toy that we've yet to perfect figuring out how to use I think really <sighs> it just comes down to you know like sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll bring the recording up and watch how long has the recording been going and try yeah. to think oh, right. how many times did I, how, how much time did I start that beforehand yeah. and look at it and go, okay, so, you know, we're really into this. They're really into this. No one seems to want to stop us. So let's just let that go. But I know that we're probably like five to 10 minutes away from where we should probably just stop. Yeah. And so our sets kind of almost naturally like end anywhere between 25 and 45 minutes.
0: Yeah. Cause I see because well, when I saw you guys, it did feel like it, there was like a um I don't want to say resolution, but it 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 ended. It wasn't like, oh, time's up, you know. Well hard yeah, gate, so you get stop to a point where the...
2: we where we start to look at each other and go, okay, this is where we should probably stop. And on that, because we were kind of pressed for time on that yeah because we we were because they want yeah well they wanted us to stay at like you know what half an hour
3: 25 minutes 25, 25 minutes, minutes yep
2: you know so but the the thing is is we got to the point where it's like all right we're gonna bring this down and then i'll hit my outro and as soon as we started going out the other band kicked in so you <laughs> yeah. never really got to hear our outro unless right. you listen to the record <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah no yeah. we didn't release that
2: Oh no, we didn't it was it was that Yeah, well, yeah, that was there was a, <laughs> there, there was a there was a a, a nervous technical difficulty involved in yeah. that. Yes, we, I didn't start the recording until like five minutes into the set because I'd completely forgotten that I I, <laughs> oh. I usually well this is the thing so when we do the recording what I usually do is once we hit the stage, you know. Once I get the laptop set up and get everything squared, I usually just hit record at that point, no matter how much, because I can cut that off. It's yeah. digital. Yeah. I can right. delete that later. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but because we went on first and there was, there was a lot of like, I don't know, it, it just felt kind it's of, it's a lot of
3: time lot, and yeah. we don't yeah. do well with time. Right. <laughs> right. It's like when we're rushed and we only have 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. All right, right. I'm ready.
2: Okay. Yeah. And then what when we,
3: we have just... two hours, like an hour, right. Right. You, you start like, oh, I need to do that. But I I don't want to do it now because it's yeah. not time. Right. Yet.
2: Right. Exactly. And then you forget about it. Yeah. So we got all set up because we were going on first and then had time to go, I don't know, run to the bar, grab a beer, <laughs> right. you know, go do this. Right. Oh, and now suddenly like five people talk to me on the way back. And, you know, my attention deficit disorders like in full effect. And,
3: <laughs> you know, so, yeah, we definitely work best under pressure.
2: Yes. Yes. Excellent. Yes.
3: So where do you guys think you'll,
0: um, I mean, you've been doing a bunch of shows all over the place. Is there some place you really want, like either a a particular venue or a festival or someplace you would really like to perform?
3: Well, one of the things that we're definitely trying to do is get out of town more. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We've done Chicago. We've done um, Columbus. Columbus. Um, You know, we really like to play uh, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Dayton, Uh, yeah like the whole like kind of within four hours of here thing like pittsburgh you know or
2: wayne maybe even yeah
3: yeah yeah and 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 get out of detroit a little bit um we just we've kind of played every venue we we, you know i mean i don't i'd like to play l club but i don't think that's really in our sights
2: Maybe. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I mean,
3: just because not. I mean, that place is canceled right. or whatever, but they've got a great sound system. <laughs> no,
2: well, and it's and it's and it's a great room. Yeah. And well, you know, I mean, like when um when they were doing uh the trip metal fest stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I would have loved to have gotten in on that, but then they stopped. Yeah. Yep. So yeah,
3: they run stereo subs, and they have, uh, the the speakers are along the top of the. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been in there, but yep, you look up along the wall there are time-delayed speakers really that, that yeah. line both both sides and so that no matter where you stand you get the exact same sound
0: wow i it's, didn't realize that wow, yeah that's crazy uh-huh. yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. i saw um earthless there um
3: oh i was at that show
0: yeah i was i was kick
3: that was an amazing that yeah. was so an amazing uh, show.
0: timmy's organism uh, didn't he open that one? Maybe
3: I don't maybe remember. Not. Yeah, but I, I don't yeah. think so. I don't remember there. Even maybe being I'm thinking. I'm
0: program. thinking of a different show because Timmy's organism was on. I I saw another one. Oh, with Thousand Yard Stare. Um, mm. But anyway, maybe it was Yab. No, it wasn't Yab. I saw Yab there too.
2: Oh, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, that was that fucking been, awesome. That would have been epic.
0: Yeah, it was. It was really good. Uh oh, so uh abigail did you have any other questions
1: actually i did think of a question okay um if you can hear me okay i yeah. was like pipe oh. under a bathroom so i could hear all that i had to move um <laughs> <laughs> i was trying not to be loud Everybody <laughs> going to the bathroom at the same time um no um going back to like your music do you have any special or random names for like sections or certain sounds that you make, like maybe in your set, like, Oh, this is the ambrosia salad part or like yeah. the hammer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you have special names for stuff like that ever that you can think of?
2: You know, most of it just comes down to, um, you know, what instruments doing that sound. Um, although, you know, like, <laughs> You know the the K oscillator Pro that I, I I use is an actual synth as opposed to like the K, KP3 which does, um, which does uh, effects and uh, and there's like a couple of certain sounds and that are just like you know th- I'm gonna do the creepy sound like you know that it's got that kind of thing in
3: in order to name something we would have to repeat it
2: right and that's the thing (laughs) for the most part for the most part you know like we i mean I, i end up referencing certain sounds through most of what i do a little more frequently but you know but not not quite as much and and with what damon does it it's completely irrepro. i mean irreproducible in any way shape or form yeah so i mean i can't reproduce like the notes or the feeling that goes on sometimes i can reproduce the sounds because i'm doing a little bit more off the shelf um so you
1: didn't really plan it out much beforehand it's more improv anyway so i guess you wouldn't have it yes you know whatever part like
2: well, but yeah. there are certain things that we touch back on every now and then, you know, certain samples, um, you know, like particularly with like the chaos oscillator. there, I have like a, a set of eight of eight sounds that I use all the time, but I'm also running that through stuff. So it doesn't always sound the same,
3: yeah, um, right.
2: you know, in fact, that's actually running through a t- uh, boss Terra echo. It's like, honestly, the the only use for that pedal because that pedal was designed for guitar and i tried playing a guitar no, it guitar through it and i was thing. like this is dumb <laughs> and then i started putting synths through it and i'm like oh wait a minute this is like if i put it on the table next to the synth this is playable <laughs> <Nice>.
1: but
3: <laughs> so. to kind of inversely answer your quite a roundabout answer your question in a different way the uh when we used to so we used to record everything right. like we used to record all of our practices and we would we would release those as songs. And
2: we would edit those. I mean, those were like highly edited. So so if you go to our bandcamp uh site and see there's sessions and then there's okay. live, the sessions, those are done here in this basement. Okay.
3: So, it's just, but it's still improv. It's
2: still improv. But it's it, but like, you know, we'll cut we'll cut it down, uh, we'll cut it in half, we'll cut out yep. stuff that just didn't really feel like it worked yeah um you know cut it down for time um sometimes you know even uh, a little bit here and there maybe cut something out and have it repeat a few times within that Mm -hmm. you know and just like drop it in a few more times and kind of just adjust it to make it work um so those are those are more edited but not highly edited
3: (laughs) but what i was going to say is that then we would have to come up with names for these songs because now we have a song right right Right. And so like um, I ended up using uh, making a database of quotes from Kurt Vonnegut books. (laughs) (laughs) And like so those ended up being so if you notice, like if you go back to our earlier sessions, every other song is
2: a Kurt Vonnegut
3: Vonnegut quote. And then Eddie would just come up with some random bullshit.
2: I'm all about (laughs) non-sequiturs, man. (laughs) So awesome. whatever happened randomly in my day, that just became a song title. <laughs> oh yeah, man, that's awesome. I think
0: I think that's that beautifully fits in with the music, right? Because it it's right. this kind of organic, cosmic, weird, chaos, you know, experiments that you do, you know, either in the studio or live, and then you know, whatever you're thinking of when you're listening to it or not listening to it, just come up in the day. Oh yeah, this is the. Peach Pit in my, you know, Harry, whatever fucking song. Or, what
3: know. do we do? We, we did some <laughs> sessions where we had other people come into the studio. They were called in the tool shed. In the sessions. Tool shed. Oh,
0: the tool shed. Yeah, I was going to ask you about those.
3: Yeah, uh, we, we did one with Pete Larson. We did one yep. with Fred Thomas. Um, various people. Various and... other. Yeah, we did one at live at the show on Saturday. Yep. With um, uh,
2: Aubrey Smith from uh, Armageddon Beach Party. Yeah. Oh, cool.
3: We still haven't finished mixing that one down, yeah, but uh that,
2: that'll get finished probably tonight or tomorrow. Excellent.
3: But yeah, we started bringing in other people to like challenge us right. like, okay, we've kind of gotten used to what we do. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. We can work with each other and that's not even like weird now. Yeah.
3: We're like falling into patterns. <laughs> and uh so how but, is that? How's
0: that been going? I, I mean, do, is it, um well, COVID
2: has, kind of put a huge,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> so,
2: um, you know, I mean, I think, you know, it's it's funny, um, you know, with Pete, you know, we brought him in and he he's playing his Neatiti. I, I, have you have you heard? Yes. You know what the Neatiti, have you heard yeah. his two records?
0: I, I haven't. I actually saw him at FuzzFest. Oh, oh no, my really? God.
2: Like yeah. so that first record ended up being on my top 10 list that year. <laughs> it's good, yeah. um, particularly the the vocals back and forth between him and, and Kat. But regardless, you know, we love Pete and (laughs) having him come in was kind of awesome because here's this resonant instrument.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I know where you're going with this.
2: And now you get to tell the rest of the story. (laughs) So we're
3: midway through the session. And I realized that one of my oscillators crossed over the resonant tonality of of his instrument. And so I realized Oh,
2: I'm playing. I it. can
3: play his instrument. <laughs>
2: <laughs> while, so he's, started, while
3: he's playing. Right, it. right. So he's sitting there plucking his seven strings or whatever. Yeah. He keeps looking at it. And I'm just <laughs> giggling. And <laughs> after we finish, he's like, I don't know what was up with their <laughs> instrument. It was it was just kind of like playing itself. It was going crazy. I'm like, uh yeah, I, I kind of figured that one out. And and yeah, I was oh, playing that for yeah, you that's crazy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it was good times though. It's it sounded amazing though. Yeah, like
2: like yeah, we got some good stuff out of that. Yeah, um, nice. and then we we'll, and working with Fred, it was funny because Fred, he, we had technical difficulties with working with Fred the, the entire time. He goes, "It's me." He goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes. Anytime I get around technology, it's cursed. It just stops working. <laughs> <laughs> But we, you know, but you know, I even, forgot
3: about that. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. But even, even through that, you know, like, you know, some of his stuff came through like mono at times just because, you know, like the left stopped working, you oh, know, wow. or the right stopped working. But even through that, like we just were able to, like, kind of work with that and make it, like, make it a thing. And, that was
3: weird. That turned out sounding like the early Grateful Dead record.
2: Right. Oh, right. Really? Right.
3: In a uh, really yeah, odd. Yeah, it's really, well, and, odd. and
2: I think this was even before, like we recorded that even before he started working with Pete regularly. Too. Mm-hmm. Like he was just getting yep. started working with Pete. That's true. And uh, oh, and so I that think... that was that was a while back then,
3: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. knew both of them independently from. Yeah, I mean, okay. oh yeah, I've known,
2: I've known, I've known Fred since chore. <laughs> yeah. um, Pete, like, he, like I think, like my four track back in the day was used to record uh, Hwasim and uh what was it the um oh what was that other uh cornelius gomez like all like all that early couch stuff like my four track ended up getting used for that stuff oh awesome right
3: (laughs) very cool you never recorded any of those bands like battalion or anything did you oh no
2: (laughs) but i saw battalion 'Cause I was living with Lee Davis at that time. Oh, were you? Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh shit, that's crazy. Yep. <laughs> and I survived. And I survived no. that.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, man, that that had to be a trip.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was very weird. That was a that was a very weird house. Was that when you were living with Ralph as well? No, that would Ralph I lived. <laughs> you
3: can't that. have the two of them. No, no, so. no, no.
2: I lived with Ralph long before that. You know, a couple <laughs> of years before that. So Oh
3: man, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, Ann Street. That was that was Lee, Doug. Uh, Tony Devan uh and um and uh Sean, uh whose name is escaping me right now, the British guy. Crazy. But anyways, awesome. So, yeah, I was. A <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a way back, back machine. <laughs> right. Well, I've 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 personally lived in 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 the Ann Arbor Ipsy area since
3: 1989.
0: So, Same. Yeah.
2: Same.
3: Yeah. So that's yeah. when I moved here.
0: Yeah. And that's that was the year that uh battalion started in right wow, in my basement I when i because i was in, in Pinckney at the time so oh really yeah yeah oh, cool, and then we cool. moved out oh i think lee joined right Late. before yeah he was
2: he 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 was done he with was in harm's way. way yeah yep in fact my my uh my four track was used to record a uh, uh, harm's way demo oh Wait, really he was in fact they were just in the process of kicking him out of the band <laughs> it was very that was a very strange session all the way around yeah yeah oh wow crazy um well
0: guys i really appreciate you being on fans with bands uh abigail thank you for joining uh i just yeah, had thanks. one thanks for one, one last question for you guys uh it's the controversial question it'll be interesting to see what you guys have to say pineapple or no pineapple on pizza
2: oh dude I'm totally abomination pineapple. I'm totally pineapple <laughs> pineapple and jalapeno I grew up, with up on island. bacon or ham
3: I grew up on an island and most pizza here is an abomination anyway right <laughs> um
2: yeah yeah I, I can actually agree with him on that New York pie all the way
3: also um, the <laughs> toppings on a bagel go on top of the bagel and are limited to about five different things they're not baked in the bagel
1: right <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome so it's a it's a it's a band divided on the uh pineapple then sounds like yeah well, yeah i
3: won't eat a, i won't eat the pineapple
2: well so. but that's see the wonderful thing is though is that is that his favorite pizza is like pineapple and mushroom and that's typically
3: pepperoni mushroom
2: pepperoni mushroom and that's like my typical go-to all right so,
0: so
3: the
2: pineapple and jalapeno thing is like kind of like an occasional thing
3: so he'll do bad <laughs> things
2: i do bad things on occasion. And- <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, occasionally we do something together.
0: <laughs> and, and Abigail, I can't remember. What was yours? Were you pineapple? No pineapple.
1: I'll eat pineapple. I just won't eat ham.
2: All right. Cool. All right. <laughs> sounds good. So jalapeno is good? Yeah. All that
0: right. That sounds
1: good. Yeah, cool. I'm going to try that, actually. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. yeah. Yep.
0: That's, that's come up a couple times with people that like pineapple on pizza the jalapeno for the uh, sweet and spicy. So. Right. Yeah. Best yeah. with
2: and, fresh pineapple as opposed to canned.
0: All right. All right. Definitely
1: awesome. <laughs> Before you put it on your pizza. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Well, thanks again for being on Fans with Bands. really appreciate thanks it. For yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. This was
2: awesome. B&M. Thanks. All right. See ya. All right. Yep. Take care. Yep.
0: Thanks to Eddie, Damon, and Abigail for joining me on this episode of Fans of Bands. It was so cool to take a peek behind the curtain and hear how the music of E&D is created. Re-listening to our chat, I was blown away all over again. Each unique performance from E&D is out on their Bandcamp page, so get over there and hear it for yourself. Then, go see them live for a real treat. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industry, such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time... Be well and kick out the jams.